Welcome. I am Andy, and you are listening to Retirement Concerns. Someone somewhere is turning 65, and many more are past that. We all have retirement concerns. Here we will discuss those concerns and hopefully discuss issues you may not have estimated. So please join us now. Today we want to discuss something that is always coming to light about this time of the year, but actually it goes on all year long, and that's senior scams and hacks to be aware of this season. Our friends at AARP like to enlighten us to this uh, situation. And as we say in the South, God rest their souls, because they don't quite cover everything that could be covered that you may be interested in or need to know of. So that's what we intend to do today. One of the first scams they talk about is Zoom phishing. First of all, Phishing is not the type to use a pole and a line to get to. This is where you receive an email or some other information that is asking you to click on a link or give out information. Sometimes it's just a last name. Sometimes it could be more than that. These kind of links tend to get you in serious trouble, especially when they start asking for social security number as well as uh, bank account information. Zoom phishing is just one of the primary examples. That's a situation where, bottom line, you get an email saying there's an issue with your account of some sort. This happens not just in Zoom, but all kinds of different accounts, and that you need to address it. But do not, and I repeat, do not click on any links. We will go into more detail about what's in the email itself and why you want to double-check that email before even going to um, the link. First thing I would do, though, in this situation would be go back to Zoom.com and sign into your account. Why trust an email that you don't know where from it originated, but you can go back to your account page on Zoom and find out what's going on. Another one is a COVID-19 vaccination card. Well, this is where they basically try to scam you into believing that they have cards out there with chips in them, just like your bank chips, so that you're more secure. Uh, don't fall for it. Online shopping sites. Ooh, this is a big one. Online shopping sites, number one, uh, you encounter by searching for them. Now, why in heaven's name, if you know the address of the site, would you just randomly go searching for it? People that make that mistake all the time. If you have the address, go to the address. If you shop at Kohl's, don't search for Kohl's. Go to Kohl's.com. If you're buying an Apple product, you don't search for Apple this or that. You go to Apple.com. Hello? Everybody listening to me yet? Well, it's a good thing. Because so much of the time, people will put the information in because that's the only way they know to get to an address when the address may be sitting right there in front of them. Coles.com. Hey, how easy is that? From there, you get your phone numbers. Don't just randomly pick on a search engine result and think that you necessarily have the right website because I see that happening all the time and people are taken left and right. Another one. Celebrity imposter scams, online romance scams, please, Uh, Medicare card scams, 
again, another situation where they're asking you for money or information that you don't need to be supplying. Peer-to-peer -peer payment scams. This is a good one. Grandson, son, somebody that you know is in jail, stranded out on out in Timbuktu, somewhere out in the Mediterranean or whatever, stuck where they can't get back. Really, seriously, unless you knew they were out there for one thing, you might want to give them a call or try to text them while you're on the phone with this fraudster to make sure that they are not requiring the money that is being asked for. Social security cams, scam calls. Well, this is, brings up another subject. Most companies, government agencies especially, don't call you. They send you snail mail. People don't call you that your account is being suspended. They just suspend it. It's up to you to prove that you are the account holder in many cases. That's a good thing. Also a very aggravating thing. Account takeover scams. Account takeover scams are, are basically situations where you get an urgent sounding text message. May have a, a real logo, for example. People don't expect scammers to use text messages, so you're more likely to kick, click on the site. Don't do it. Your account is not at war at threat if you will go just to the address and look it up. Actually, there's other scams out there. We talked about email earlier. Well, email scams go beyond Zoom. One thing to look out for is how to spot fake emails. One of the biggest clues is where is that mail coming from? Is it coming from the intended um, sender? If you click on the website, or not the website, the web ad email address, excuse me, you click on that and it shows a bunch of letters and numbers and there are about 50 of them in a row. That's a guerrilla mail site. That's not the original site. If it says Joe Smuckatelli at, and hopefully there's no Joe Smuckatellis out there, but anyway, if there is, hi. Bottom line, okay, if you see something that says Joe Smuckatelli at gmail.com, but it's coming from, let's say, Bell South or whoever, it's not likely to be real because does Joe represent Bell South or whoever? Probably not. Another thing is who is the email addressed to? Does it say dear in your email address? Guess what? That's junk mail. Does it say dear customer, user, guest, any of those? It's junk mail. It's not intended. Excuse me. It is intended for you, but it is not for you. Because if it was intended for you, it would say, dear, your first name, dear, Mr. Mrs. last name, something along those lines to indicate that it was intended for you. A third part of the email scam 
is checking the grammatical contents of the email. Need I say much more? A lot of times the grammatical context sounds like it came from kindergarten school as opposed to a well-run collegiate level company such as your big name companies. Don't fall for it. Another area to be watching out for or mindful of is phone calls. Stop and think. Don't be caught off guard because companies just don't randomly call you. Even your credit card companies don't randomly call you. They will send you bills. Now, when they start calling you, you've probably already been through some of that. Work with them or call them back. Get a number to call them back at first. Don't necessarily give your information out unless you're 100% sure that that call originates from uh, that credit card company. Because I'll tell you what, there are call dialing systems that salespeople use to be able to get as many calls in at the time that they have that can be programmed to put in any number to make it look like it's coming from XYZ company. But guess who or what? It's not from XYZ company. Another thing to be careful of is pop-ups, especially in your browser. You go to a website, all of a sudden, boom, 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 there's a virus alert or there's some other detection alert. These are not real alerts, trust me. It might threaten to shut you down. Restart your device in a lot of cases and that just goes away. Restart your browser, it goes away. But then run a virus program, I mean an antivirus program actually. You don't want to create a virus on your machine at any time. But like I said before, when you go to search for something, a good way to avoid issues is to avoid searching for something. Unless, of course, you're just trying to do some research. That's a, usually a safe bet. But if you're going out there to find the address to a company that you have been doing business with for a while or saw necessarily on TV, they gave you the address. Now, whether that site is legit, that's another story. But now you know what to look for. What about hacks? And I hear people all the time talking about they thought their phone was hacked, their computer was hacked. Well, how does that happen? Well, to be honest with you, every little box in your house that is electronic device, not your um, Cracker Jacks box or anything like that, for those of you who remember those, every little box like that has a way for a hacker to possibly get in. IP address, your router has one. If you have a, a modem also, it has one. Your television, your computer, your cell phone, your tablet or iPad, all those have IP addresses which can be used to get into your computer or your device. You also have <clears throat> Bluetooth connections on these devices in most cases. And you have your Wi-Fi connection. I already mentioned your router and modem. 
These are all different ways that a person can be uh, hacked that you need to be aware of. I had a situation, oh, not too long ago, at least this, uh, I'd say within the last five years anyway, got a call from somebody claiming to be a sheriff. They wanted to know if I knew anything about um, my IP address being used with a, another credit card to purchase some equipment that made no sense to me. Something that I wouldn't have anything to do with. The person claimed to be a, a, a sheriff, but of course, I held off on calling them back one day. Lo and behold, I was eating and this call came in. I thought, well, I'm going to take it this time. Got this information that I just went over and then turned around and later called them back. I looked up the number to verify that that particular uh, department, the legal department that they were representing, the law enforcement department, I mean, was legit. It was. Called and asked for this person. I may have had a slightly uh, different name for that person, but they did confirm that person worked there. Now, what they told me was my IP had been used with a different credit card, meaning a credit card that was obviously uh, stolen to buy this equipment that I would never have intended to use or need, had need of. Well, whether that was true or not, I haven't heard anything more about it in the long run, but I was careful not to give out too much, even though I had to confirm a little bit. You know, I'm assuming that that person was the law enforcement, but you've got to be very careful because every time that a question is asked, it's like a puzzle. The more that you give, the more of the puzzle they can put together. You have a first name, a last name, middle name, social security number, date of birth, address, city, state, zip code, anything individual like that that you give out is just another piece of that puzzle that can be put together to be you. And that's how the hackers get in with your information to get into things like your title. You've heard of that going on lately and various other hacks. Now, another thing to consider too, this happens a lot with devices that have an account that you have to sign into. Don't give out your sign-in information to anybody, family, friends, anybody. You may have a spouse that you trust today. Tomorrow they could turn on you and use that information against you and get in, change your account, and create all kinds of havoc for that account alone. You may have uh, children under the age of 18. They should have their own account. And you should use the legitimate birthday if you're setting up an account for them. Why? Are you going to remember a bogus birthday that you put in uh, for them when they became of age to have their own account? Probably not, unless it was your own birthday. But then it can be a pain to go back and change that birth date and get back into the account. Another thing is, don't let anybody hold your phone. But they just needed to call home. Well, so did E.T. But E.T. didn't have a, a cell phone. In that period of time that they have your cell phone, if you don't keep your eyes on their hands, 
They could easily put in a cloning, um, they could clone your phone. They could put in an app to uh, track your keystrokes, to do personal tracking, anything along those lines. And then you're in for, a, I hate to say a treat, but it's anything but. Some things to consider to protect yourself, especially on a device that you take elsewhere. I don't care if it's your laptop, uh, your tablet, your cell phone. I would suggest a VPN. Now, what is a VPN? It's a virtual private network. Virtual private networks basically mask or reroute, to, for lack of better words, your IP address. So, for example, you go out to get coffee with your friends and you go on your internet, you go to your bank account. Well, under normal circumstances, if somebody's in the coffee shop, they could possibly get into your or, or see what you're doing by getting into your phone. If they have a VPN, I mean, you have a VPN, excuse me, then you're not going to show up there because your VPN is showing that you're somewhere else. And some of them, or actually most of them, will allow you to reroute your address to appear miles away, even across country, maybe even in another country in itself. But that way, when somebody is trying to find out who's on the phone, and you never know who that is in a crowded room, like a coffee shop, you don't, you don't have to worry about them finding your phone because it's technically not there. Last of all, consider antivirus. Not just antivirus, but I prefer to use the term malware protection. Why? Because malware is the all-inclusive term. Antivirus is for, for viruses. Well, you don't take an aspirin for uh, pneumonia, right? So why not have a malware program to protect you from worms, trojans, adware, viruses, everything? Now I'll give you time to think about that one. If you have any questions, please feel free to call us. You can reach me at retirementconcerns.info. If you need help this year with your Medicare review, I'll be glad to go over that. I'm licensed in several states. Hopefully you're receiving this and you're in one that I'm licensed in and we can uh, help you. Otherwise, look forward to meeting you next time at Retirement Concerns. You've been listening to Retirement Concerns with your host, Andy Barrett. Please join us every week as we discuss new hot topics for retirement concerns or visit us at retirementconcerns.info for more information. Have a good day.